Hey everyone, I'm reposting episode 3 of season 2 here, because this is the episode that laid the groundwork and foreshadowed the events of the upcoming finale. And seeing as how this episode premiered way back in February, I think, and the world has been in complete chaos for the last 6 months, I thought it might be good to repost this one as a way to jog your memory and remind you of what happened with Krimtar way back at the beginning of the season to help prepare for the finale. Over the course of the next two weeks, I'm going to be dropping two mini-sodes that will directly tie into the finale. They're going to focus on Krimtar telling his side of the story and give you a rundown of what he's been doing over the course of the last six months. If you don't want to re-listen to an old episode, I totally understand, but I just thought it would be a good way to help prepare for the final two episodes. Thanks. Sorry about that racket, folks. One of my interns escaped from his dog crate and is taken to crawling through my ventilation system. But don't you worry, I found a nice passive-aggressive way to deal with him. I cranked up my heat to the max to sweat him out. And if that doesn't work, well, he'll surely end up cooking like a pig on a spit roast. In which case, I won't even have to prep my lunch today. So either way, I win. I'm Squatch Ronson, and you're listening to the Backwoods Radio Show. We got cannibal children and youth mandators, razor blade candy, and human skin traders. So please come on down and be the lucky Paul Bearer for discarded guts from bloody Wendigo terrors right here. And Today is King Pork's birthday. A 500-pound simpleton who runs around town wearing a dirty diaper and a pig mask and spending most of his time decapitating pigs is 33 years old today, though you wouldn't guess it from his mental capacity. To honor him, Bagman has organized a meet-and-greet where you can shake the feces-covered hands of the Swine King himself, and for $5, He'll even sign a decapitated pig head for you. I know nobody really cares about shaking hands with King Pork, or getting a signed pig head from him for that matter, but since today is his birthday, Bagman wanted to make him feel special. To entice you to attend, food and drink will be provided free of charge, as the event is being catered by the Bludgeony Buffet. So folks, help a pig out. Swing on by Town Hall and give King Pork a visit. Indulge him. Make him feel special on his special day. In other news, the Creaky Trees Township is in the process of building a new town park for the children of Dog Snout County. As you're probably well aware, the town park is in shambles and has been in desperate need of an update for several years. Many parents complained that the playground was outdated and their complaints did not fall on deaf ears. Mayor Mama, in conjunction with the Creaky Trees Township, recently got together to hold a fundraiser to help build a new playground. The primary complaint was that the playground was constructed out of outdated materials such as plastic and metal. 
and the parents whose kids frequent the park found the materials to be unsuitable for a proper playground. So, the township went ahead and gathered up materials that the town would be happy with. Their hall was comprised primarily of human skeletons and an assortment of other bones. Residents were encouraged to donate materials to the fundraiser, and hundreds rose to the occasion. People from all over town brought boxes and garbage bags filled to the brim with human bones, and others went the extra mile. Dozens of good Samaritans gathered together and went out hunting for tourists, slaughtering countless innocent lives, dismembering them, and removing their bones from their bodies in the process. By day's end, the bone pile was nearly 40 feet high, towering over all those who attended the event. It was truly a sight to behold. And personally, I can't wait to see the smiles on those kids' faces when they're swinging from monkey bars made out of old femur bones, playing dodgeball with human skulls, and zipping down a slide made entirely out of human rib cages. having my show interrupted. Christ almighty. Wait a sec. That's strange. Sounds like Wendigo Joe's siren. The one that plays every time before he broadcasts one of his sermons. But Wendigo Joe isn't expected back for at least another year. Well, let's see what all this hoopla is about. insightful at all, if I'm going to be honest. I was afraid of this. With Wendigo Joe currently on sabbatical, the loudspeaker up on his mountain is currently unmanned, and I figured it was only a matter of time before somebody got a hold of it. Looks like that somebody was old Elston Gunn, owner of Elston's Dirt Farm. I never thought I'd say this, but that nonsensical broadcast actually makes me miss Wendigo Joe's sermons preachy as they were, at least Wendigo Joe had something to say. Same can't be said for Elston Gunn. If y'all don't know, Elston is the brother of Hank, owner of Hank's Child Farm, and when Hank opened up his lucrative business, Elston grew jealous of his brother and decided to open up his own farm. 
but he wasn't much good at growing anything, so he just started bagging up dirt and tried to sell it to anybody who would give him the time of day. In truth, there isn't actually an Elston's dirt farm at all. Elston forged some paperwork and made up some fake deeds with crayon and toilet paper declaring that he had patented dirt and therefore, because Dogsnow County is built on dirt, as most towns on this planet are, that the town thus belonged to him. In truth, Elston Gunn owns nothing, hence why he moved into Wendigo Joe's abandoned shack. Though, in a sense, he may be the freest man alive. To quote Tom Swiss, the man who owns nothing cannot lose his possessions. The man with no expectations cannot be disappointed. The man with no illusions cannot be disillusioned. The man who is indifferent to the opinions of others cannot be insulted. This is the value of divine attachment." Unquote. So, in that sense, maybe Dogsnout County truly does belong to Elston Gunn, after all. Now that's about when we do the weather forecast, but because of that interruption, it looks like we won't have time to get to it today. Sorry, Gary. Oh, that's too bad. I was really looking forward to it. I wrote some really fun puns this week, too. I'm sorry, buddy. That's okay. Maybe I can finagle them into next week's forecast. <sighs> I'm really bummed out now. Tell you what, Gary. Why don't I treat you to lunch, huh? I'll give you the business credit card. By that, I mean I'll give you the credit card of the businessman I dismembered this morning. You mean it? Well, sure. I know how much you love those frozen rats they sell down at the reptile swap. Why don't you pick yourself up a bag of those? A whole bag? Oh, wow. That would be swell, Squatch. Here you go, buddy. Take the credit card. Thanks, Squatch. Thanks so much. Oh, uh, do you want me to save some rats for you? You know what? I'm good. Enjoy yourself, Gary. Oh, thanks, boss. I'm so excited. I'm gonna get some white ones, and some black ones, and maybe some brown ones, and oh, I, I could get some pinkies as an appetizer. Oh, so it's been my... Well, would you look at that. It appears that the intern in my ventilation shaft has finished cooking. Looks like Gary ain't the only one getting special treat for lunch today. I'm gonna see to eating this here intern, folks. So while I do that, I hope you'll enjoy this little ditty I picked out for you. It's been my aim to showcase more local talent from Dog Snap County on the show, and I have a real treat for you today. It's a song from one of our local musicians about the age-old story of a man and his Cadillac and the woman he loved so much that he skinned her and used her skin to reupholster his car. Well, I'll play you the 
Was Upholstery Girl by Pelvis Gasly, and I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Pelvis Gasly is actually the ghoulified corpse of the late great Elvis Presley. I'm sure y'all are familiar with Elvis Presley and all the conspiracy theories surrounding his death, with many folks believing that the king ain't actually dead at all. Well, that's both true and untrue, because the king is both dead and undead. You see, I've always been a big fan of Elvis, so when he croaked, I was devastated. I couldn't imagine going on without the music of Elvis Presley in my life, so I decided to do something about it. I drove on down to Las Vegas and nabbed me one of the top Elvis impersonators, which I then murdered and stuck in the trunk of my car. Later that night, I snuck into the morgue where Elvis's body was being held and swapped the corpses out. I brought the cold dead carcass of the king back here to Dogsnout County where I handed it over to Barber Dr. Wayland Walker to do his handiwork. And it was a huge success. Now, with some minor complications. You see, a large chunk of Elvis's brain was compromised and so Barber Dr. Wayland Walker had to replace said part with some gray matter from one of his cadavers. And since the cadaver was a local from Dogsnout County, well... The brain graft gave Elvis a homicidal hankering for human flesh. But all the same, the king was back from the dead. He began operating under the name Pelvis Gasly, a moniker which he felt was a better fit for his new king of necrophilia angle. Pelvis Gasly actually has a year-round residency here in Dogsnout County, if you care to see the king in action. But ladies beware, Mr. Presley was always a pretty blatant ladies man, and now that he's a ghoul, well, that tends to translate to murder rather than sex. Now, we're nearing the end of the show, but before we sign off for the day, I still gotta give you the traffic update. 
I figure I do enough talking on this here show, so I thought it high time to hire a traffic correspondent to lighten my load a bit. And our new correspondent is none other than the one and only Crimtar the Wise. Y'all know Crimtar. He's the winged fella who belongs to the clan of subterranean humanoid locust folk known as the Swarm. The way I see it, to get a proper vantage point of Main Street, we either needed a helicopter or someone who could fly. And the only person I know with wings is Crimtar. I'm sure you're wondering how we were even able to get Crimtar above ground, given the fact that locust folk tend to melt into a puddle of grime within seconds of coming into contact with sunlight. Well, you see, Crimtar was exiled from the swarm a few weeks back. Maybe he'll sit down with us later down the road and explain the situation, but for now, it's still a pretty sore subject with him. Anyways, he contacted me prior to his exile to see if there was anything old Squatch could fix him up with to prevent him from liquefying into goo upon his ostracism. So, I set him up with one of those old-timey deep-sea diving suits right quick. I acquired the suit a few weeks back from an old sunken ship while journeying deep into the Pacific Ocean to seek revenge on Cthulhu for hurling me into a portal last season and trapping me in the Valley of the Grey Skies for the better part of a decade. Now the suit is pretty heavy, so Crimtar's wings are sure to get a mighty fine workout from it, but I suppose that's better than being liquefied, right? Beggars can't be choosers, as they say. So, without further ado... Here's our favorite subterranean humanoid locust person, Crimtar the Wise, with the traffic. How's it looking from up there, Crimtar? Well, Squatch Ronson, I am currently hovering over Main Street, and the sight before me is a horrifying one. Jeez, what's going on? I see before me giant metal hulking beasts zooming down the road, bright lights emanating from their eyes, carried along by strange round feet that spin violently atop the pavement. And what's this I see? It looks as though these mechanical monsters of doom have swallowed Dogstout residence whole. Uh, Crimtar, those are cars. What? You know, cars, vehicles used for transportation, and the people inside are, are driving the cars. Th that's what traffic is. It's about cars. Ah, cars. We do not have such luxurious modes of transportation in the catacombs. You see, when we're not flying around, we tend to travel by riding on the shells of the hollowed gastropods, Giant mutated snails that carry us about on their shells, though they tend to move at a snail's pace, as they are indeed snails. They could learn a thing or two from these so-called car creatures. Uh-huh. Um, well, I figured you knew what cars were when you applied for the position of traffic correspondent. A simple misunderstanding. I thought you meant traffic as in drug trafficking. You see, Squatch Ronson, we locust folk utilize our catacombs to traffic drugs throughout the underbelly of Dog Snout County as a means to support the financial needs of the swarm. I see. Uh, what kind of drugs do you transport? 
some sort of psychoactive goo made from the fluids evacuated from your egg sacs during the sacred molting and synthesized with the fecal matter left behind by the holy worm piles? No, just meth. Mostly crystal meth. Oh. Uh, well, Crimtar, uh, why don't you tell us what's going on with the traffic on Main Street? The folks at home probably got places to be, so it's pretty important that they're made aware of the traffic. I know the weekly face swap is going on right now, and I'm sure folks are fixing to get down there, so if you could- My God! I can't believe my eyes! What? What's going on? All the horror! All the agony! Crimtar, what is it? These cruel car creatures! They are armed, Squatch Ronson! Armed, I tell you! Armed with an invisible force field that obliterates all insects in their path! Uh, no. Crimtar, Crimtar, those are windshields. Bugs fly into those all the time. You knew about this? Uh, it's, it's not... You may be weak of backbone and lacking in courage, Squatch Ronson, but I will not stand by and watch these poor insects be genocided. I shall summon my playfellows with a screech of bereavement. A screech of what? <sighs> <sighs> Looks like Crimtar still has some learning to do. I'm sure he'll do a lot better next time. For now, uh, why don't I take over traffic duty for the day? Traffic is at a standstill right now as drivers and passengers alike are ravaged by bloodthirsty swarms of insects. Gridlock is not expected to let up anytime soon and traffic delays are expected to carry on indefinitely. Well, folks, that should just about do it for today's show. I've been Squatch Ronson, and you've been one heck of an audience. But before I go, here's a little nugget of wisdom. Bugs are people too, 
So next time you go for a cruise, be mindful of your surroundings. If you see a dragonfly coming toward your windshield, swerve out of the way, even if it means you'll turn into oncoming traffic and be obliterated by a semi-truck, because that's a fate far better than being eaten alive by a swarm of homicidal insects. Backwoods Radio Show is produced by me, Michael LaRusso, with voice work this week by myself and John Simmons. Music this week by John Simmons and Cellophane Sam. If you like the podcast, please be sure to share it with your friends who also have a fucked up sense of humor. And if you'd like, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Faster